the end zone, has a man open, touchdown, Justin Blackman. Friday. I am your host, Colby Powell, with you as always. Hit me up on Twitter at Colby J. Powell at Locked On Pokes. And make sure you head over and follow Boone Pickin State. Boone Pickin State, almost 15,000 followers on Instagram. Our proud partner here on Locked On Pokes. Follow him on Twitter at BP underscore state. Search on Facebook and Instagram for Boone Pickens State. Follow them for all the best Oklahoma State content, news, notes, whatever the case may be. Follow Boone Pickens State. Follow at Colby J. Powell and at Locked On Pokes as well. A reminder that this is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, the number one local sports daily podcast network in the country. Head over to LockedOnPodcast.com. Check out everything Locked On has to offer. MLB, NFL, NBA, NHL, college, Power 5. You want it, we've got it here on the Locked On Podcast Network. All right, let's talk a little Oklahoma State baseball, shall we? It is Friday. We were not on. uh, I was not on yesterday. I was off yesterday. Oklahoma State on Wednesday, a 12 to nothing route of Little Rock. So Oklahoma State uh, in two games outscores Little Rock 21-1. to Oklahoma State in this little five-game home stretch here that Oklahoma State had, they scored 57 runs in those five games. Not bad at all. The uh, bats really came alive. You know, started off the season slow, slow scored three, six, three, and two in the first four games. Against a little better competition, grant you. Grand Canyon the first three games. Grand Canyon plays some pretty good baseball. And then against Arizona State in that fourth game, a game Oklahoma State won despite only scoring two runs. Won that game 2-1. to one. Uh, And then these last five, three of them against UT Rio Grande Valley and two of them against Little Rock. Oklahoma State put up 57 and only gave up, what is that, 9-13-14. So outscored their opponents 57-14 to 14 over those five games. Uh, and on Wednesday against Little Rock was a phenomenal performance on the hill from C.J. Varela. He threw seven innings, seven one-hit innings. It was his second win of the season, complete game, uh, seven innings, only played seven. It was a run rule. Oklahoma State scored 12 runs with no homers, just did it with a lot of hits, had 10 hits in the game, three of those by Houston Morrill. Jake Thompson also had three hits. Carson McCusker got in on the action with two hits. Jake Thompson, five RBIs in Wednesday's game. So he was phenomenal, and it was a good performance by Oklahoma State. Now really looking forward to the – uh, where'd it go? Where'd it go? I'm on softball. Here, let's go over to baseball. Uh, the Frisco College Baseball Classic getting underway today at 3 o'clock this afternoon. Big matchup against UCLA. That is, um, you, you know, UCLA is a traditional power. Let's pull up the rankings here. I want to see if any of Oklahoma State's opponents this weekend are in the rankings. Oh, look. There we find 7-0 UCLA sitting at number 10 in the country currently. Oklahoma State has a pretty good chance to get themselves back into the top 25 come next week with what they've done over their past six games. But a lot of that comes down to the way they play in the Frisco Classic. UCLA today at 3 o'clock. I'm trying to figure, where can you watch that game? I would love to be able to tell you where you can watch that game. I'm seeing on Flow Baseball. 
twelve fifty a month to watch this, and I, I don't know that this is going to be available if you don't have an account there. But uh, UCLA today at three o'clock, Illinois tomorrow at two, and then Texas A and M on Sunday at three. Texas A and M also a ranked team. Texas A and M coming in at number eighteen in the country, eight and zero right now on the season. So Oklahoma State squaring off against seven and zero UCLA and eight and zero Texas A and M this weekend. Illinois not currently in the top twenty-five on uh, NCAA.com, the D1 baseball rankings. Oklahoma State, I would say if Oklahoma State can get two or three this weekend, that would be a phenomenal weekend, and that would probably get the Cowboys back in the top 25. That means you would have to beat either UCLA or Texas A&M, who have yet to lose a game this year, and you would have to beat Illinois. Now, obviously, if you go down there and get a sweep, that's just a bonus. Anything past winning two out of three this weekend is a bonus for Oklahoma State baseball. So uh, hopefully they get the job done this afternoon against UCLA at 3 o'clock. Some other exciting news for Oklahoma State Cowboy baseball. I've been really hyping up the opening of O'Brate Stadium. I mean, I, I am fired up for the opening of O'Brate on March 20th, and, and it is going to be such a special night. It was announced yesterday that former President George W. Bush is going to throw out the first pitch at O'Brate Stadium on March 20th. Uh, the release said, as a result of his longtime, this is in the Tulsa world, said, as a result of his longtime friendship with Oklahoma State donor Cecil O'Brate, the 73 year old Bush is said by multiple sources to have agreed to throw the ceremonial first pitch before the start of the TCU OSU baseball game, the first game played at the Cowboys' new ballpark. That will be really special. $60 million uh, new stadium, going to be one of the finest facilities in the country. It is absolutely going to be a packed house. It will be standing room only. I can promise you that right now. We're three weeks out. I promise you it's going to be standing room only. Uh, and you got a former president out there throwing the, the first pitch at the opening of the new stadium. That's pretty special. Uh, it's not the first time George W. Bush has been in Stillwater. He gave the commencement speech in 2006 while he was sitting president of the U.S. Uh, at Boone Pickens Stadium. It was it was pretty special, uh, and it'll be special on March 20th. You remember in 2001 at the World Series, uh, he threw out the first pitch. This, of course, was coming on the heels of 9-11, and it was a big moment for the United States, and he just piped a fastball right down the middle. So uh, having George W. Bush there to throw out the first pitch will be pretty cool on March 20th. So uh, that's everything for Oklahoma State baseball. Oklahoma State softball gets back underway uh, today as well. 11 o'clock this morning. Uh, pardon me, pardon me. I'm looking at last week. 2.30 this afternoon. 2.30 this afternoon. Oklahoma State uh, plays its first home game against the University of Illinois Chicago. So if you're looking to go out, it's going to be a great afternoon. It's supposed to be like 65 this afternoon. Get out, watch some really good softball. Oklahoma State, Kenny Gajewski uh, is going to have a great team with the Cowgirls once again this year. 2.30 against University of Illinois Chicago. And then at 5 o'clock, they play Louisville. So a doubleheader today against UIC and Louisville. Another doubleheader tomorrow if you're sticking around Stillwater tomorrow is going to be really good 2.30 against Louisville and then 5 o'clock against Oregon which is going to be a big game for Oklahoma State Sunday the Cowgirls play Drake all in Stillwater that game's at 1 o'clock on Sunday so good luck to the Cowgirls this weekend all right Need to take a break, come back on the other side. We're talking a little Oklahoma State football. We're talking receivers. We're talking defensive backs. 
Did Oklahoma State add somebody else to the roster yesterday? Uh, That's all coming up next. But a reminder now to go see our friends at Simply Green Pharmacy. The folks at Simply Green Pharmacy will take care of you and and figure out what your particular needs are as a patient. It's at 617 East Redbud Drive in Stillwater, just across the creek east from the Apple Creek Apartments. There where Perkins and Redbud intersect. You can also find them online at livesgf.com. Dot com. That is livesgf.com. Go see them. Tell them Locked on Pokes sent you. All right. Going to take a break. Come back. Talk about Oklahoma State football. We'll wrap things up previewing a little Oklahoma State basketball tomorrow as well. That's all coming up. Stay with me on Locked on Pokes. Back rolling along here on Locked On Pokes on this beautiful Friday morning in the state of Oklahoma. It is supposed to be a fantastic weekend. I uh, this this is a good few days for me. Let me just um, well, let me just talk about what I'm doing over the last few days. Yesterday, played golf. Today, playing golf. Tomorrow, my wife and I are going to go play golf. And then on Sunday, it's supposed to be 75 degrees. So you know what we're going to do? My wife and I are going to go play golf again. So uh, a good few-day stretch for me. Uh, It was not a good Thursday on the golf course for a couple of Cowboys in Florida, Ricky Fowler and Victor Hovland. Uh, Big yikes from those two guys. Uh, Six over for Ricky Fowler. Not ideal. Victor Hovland, even worse. Victor Hovland, seven over today at the Honda Classic down in Florida. Taylor Gooch, local product and Oklahoma State cowboy out of Carl Albert, one over today, which is actually T48, well inside the cut line. Uh, Cut line right now, everything two over and better would make the cut. So hopefully Taylor Gooch plays well again today. Probably going to take something in the neighborhood of 66, um, maybe 67, depending on how hard the wind is blowing, to get Ricky and or Victor Hovland in under the cut line, but Taylor Gooch played well yesterday. Hopefully he keeps it going once again. If you enjoy the golf talk, make sure and check out my new podcast, myself and Taylor Williams on the 73rd hole. You can just search the 73rd hole wherever you listen to your podcasts, or you can go on Twitter at Colby J. Powell, follow me, and you can find the links there. We'll be recording uh, a couple times a week, just once this week and just once next week, because then I'm going to be out of town. But after that, we'll be doing a couple week, a couple of week, uh, and during major weeks, we'll be recording one every day just a short like 15 minute podcast every evening during major weeks uh so if you are a golf fan make sure you follow the 73rd hole and follow me on twitter at colby j powell all right enough of that let's talk about oklahoma state football as promised the combine is going on in indianapolis and who's the one player for oklahoma state at the combine that is none other than mr a.j Green. AJ Green today, really impressive uh, measurables at the combine. And this stuff matters for defensive backs. 6'1 and a half, 202 is what he came in. Wingspan at 74 and 7 eighths inches. So that's a six foot, two and seven eighths inch wingspan. So his wingspan uh, longer than his height is. Uh, AJ Green, really impressive uh, measurables. Let me see if I can find the Amen uh, Ongbong Bamiga tweet from earlier today about AJ Green. Yeah, so he he quoted the uh, the AJ Green measurements. Uh, you know, six one and a half, two o two, which is big, good size for a corner uh, in the NFL. Amen Ogbong Bamiga quoted it and said, "Wow, he came in at like one forty. I swear, with the cry laughing face, crazy." 
Uh, yeah, good stuff for A.J. Green. He, just watching him progress in his career at Oklahoma State, I really think he has a chance to be a good player at the next level. You, you remember he came in and he was thrust right in as a freshman, and he, he took his lumps as a freshman and, and even a little bit as a sophomore. And then as a junior, you really started to see it come together. And then this past year as a senior – Teams weren't throwing his way a ton. I mean, it's the Big 12. You've still got guys coming at you. Teams are throwing the ball a bunch. You, you, you're still getting action. But A.J. Green was a really good player for Oklahoma State. Uh, and, and I'm thrilled that Oklahoma State has Christian Holmes coming in. But I, I would caution everyone to just assume that Christian Holmes is going to come in and just fill in and be what A.J. Green was. Because I think that's doing a disservice to just how good A.J. Green was in his time in Stillwater. He was a special player uh, his junior and senior years. And that four years of experience, all in, all in the same system, uh, all in the Big 12, playing against the same offenses. Uh, he was a good player. So thrilled to have Christian Holmes. Glad he picked Oklahoma State. I would still caution you, don't just assume you'll get all the same production that you got from A.J. Green. But uh, I think A.J. Green can be a good pro. Hopefully he goes to a good situation. A, a big thing in the NFL, you know, let's look at Justin Gilbert. Justin Gilbert comes out. Justin Gilbert goes to a disastrous franchise. I, I mean, at the time, the Cleveland Browns are still a wreck, but – Remember what the Cleveland Browns were five years ago, six years ago? You talk about a wreck. They were a complete, complete disaster whenever Justin Gilbert went there. Uh, and he didn't help himself too much e either. Uh, you know, there were some, some questions about his work ethic there. His head coach at the time, Mike Pettin was not real th really thrilled with the work ethic uh, from Justin Gilbert. So hopefully A.J. Green puts the work in and, and gets, like I said, in a good situation. Uh, I, I know – I, I hate to even say this because, you know, they just won the Super Bowl, so they're on everyone's mind. But Kansas City could use some action on that side of the ball. Uh, an, another team that could use him, Dallas. I, I don't know if Byron Jones is sticking around in Dallas. If, if he doesn't, that could potentially open up a spot for A.J. Green to get some playing time early. Uh, you, you know, whether Byron Jones sticks around has a lot to do with this new CBA and the salary cap. And, you know, do they pay Amari Cooper? Who do they tag? Uh, does that get a big contract? The, a lot of things can determine whether Byron Jones stays in Dallas. And Stephen Jones came out just yesterday and said that Dallas really wants to put all of its resources into defense this offseason, in free agency and in the draft. So if A.J. Green could wind up in Dallas, uh, that's look. I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan. I would love to see him down in Dallas. Uh, you know, playing with Jalen Smith, Leighton Vander Esch, uh, Demarcus Lawrence, all those guys. I, I think it'd be phenomenal to see him down there. Kansas City could still use a little bit of help on that side of the ball if they try to to, to go get him. So uh, hopefully, AJ Green winds up in a good situation and has a good career in the NFL. Uh, Oklahoma State. It looks like has gone fishing once again in the LSU pool. Nothing is official, but come on. Just like with Chuba, whenever he was tweeting the stuff out, it, it, it means something. Uh, D. Anderson out of LSU yesterday at 10.15 a.m. tweeted a gif of Pistol Pete in front of the OSU jumbo, Jumbotron with OSU in big orange letters behind him waving the OSU flag. C come on, we, do, we don't have to wait for the official announcement. Read between the lines. It's not even reading between the lines. Just take what's being said, and, and you know, D. Anderson's on his way to Stillwater. D. Anderson, a former four-star recruit out of DeSoto, Texas, came out at 6'5", 205. I wonder what he's listed at now. I don't have in front of me what he's listed at now. Came out at 6'5", 205. 
uh, and, and speed. He was a 92.4 overall rated recruit coming out of high school. Things didn't go well at LSU. This happens sometimes. Sometimes guys need a change of pace. D. Anderson was suspended for all of 2019 at LSU. It was supposed to be his senior year. He's now going to be a grad transfer, uh, and assuming he does go ahead and come to Oklahoma State, he will be immediately eligible, uh, and I would imagine we'll get some playing time if he can pick up the offense. Um, D. Anderson was suspended for conditioning problems. Ed Orgeron said that he thought he'd get back with the team, but he had some conditioning stuff to get done before he could get back. The talent is there. At this point, I'm not here to tell you that D. Anderson's going to come in and be a star. Here's what I'll tell you. It's up to D. Anderson. If a guy has that much talent, and everybody knows the talent is there. Everyone agrees. Everyone acknowledges that. If a guy has that much talent, and yet he's suspended from a national championship team for an entire year because of conditioning, that tells me he didn't want it bad enough. He didn't want to be great. He didn't want to get ahead of Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson and Terrace Marshall on the depth chart. You know, being behind those guys, maybe he just thought, hey, I'm not as good as these guys. I'm not going to play anyway. Why put the work in? I I don't know what his attitude was, but hopefully a change of pace is good for D. Anderson. Because again, if he's got the talent that everyone says he does, then it is up to him at this point how successful he can be at Oklahoma State. You would imagine if he could get himself positioned as the number two. Now, I don't know if he'll be able to do that uh, with the receivers that Oklahoma State has, but it seems like everyone will get favorable coverage with Tylen Wallace on the field, especially if Spencer, Chuba, and Tylen all stay healthy. The dynamic that you're able to have on offense where linebackers are frozen on the zone read. You've got RPOs. Spencer's always a threat to get outside the pocket. Chuba became more of a threat in the passing game late in the season. Tylen's always a threat to get open. Braden Johnson turned into a big, deep threat late in the season. Jelani Woods is back. I'd like to see Oklahoma State use him more over the middle of the field. All that stuff that's going on, it means there's going to be some guys on the edge who are going to be able to operate in space. They're going to have one-on-one matchups that they've got to go win. And if D. Anderson can maximize his potential and get the most out of his talent, then he could have a big season at Oklahoma State. So again, we're still waiting on the official announcement, but all signs point toward D. Anderson becoming an Oklahoma State Cowboy. Uh, and that's adding to OSU's list of transfers for the offseason. You know, you can look at the recruiting numbers if you want to. I went over all that on Wednesday, 45th in the country. But Oklahoma State went out and got five guys. Well, pardon me, D. Anderson would make four guys uh, as a transfer. Colin Clay, who was a four-star defensive lineman, came, coming in from Arkansas. Christian Holmes, a three-star corner coming in from Missouri, expected to start opposite Rodarius Williams. And then Josh Seals, a three-star offensive lineman coming over from West Virginia, expected to be a plug-and-play starter on the offensive line. And then if D. Anderson does make it official, that's a four-star wide receiver coming in as well. So uh, Oklahoma State looks like he's going to land D. Anderson. Hopefully he can make the most out of his second opportunity. Oklahoma State has had success going to the LSU well in the past with Tyron Johnson, uh, who was phenomenal in his couple of years opposite James Washington. All right, I'm going to take a break, come back on the other side, talk a little Big 12 basketball tomorrow. We'll break down Oklahoma State's matchup, see what else is going on in the conference and around the country. That's coming up next here on Locked on Pokes. Welcome back. Wrapping things up here on a Friday, wrapping things up for the week here on Locked on Pokes. 
I am your host, Colby Powell. Glad everyone is with me once again. Uh, I, I truly appreciate everyone who tunes in to this podcast, who tweets at me, uh, you know, who lets me know that they're listening uh, and that they enjoy the podcast. I love doing this, uh, and I love hearing from you all. So hit me up on Twitter, at Colby J. Powell, at Locked on Pokes. Let me know all your thoughts on Oklahoma State and otherwise. And remember to go see our friends at Simply Green Pharmacy in Stillwater, 617 East Redbud Drive, a friendly, professional environment. You go in, it's clean, there's a beautiful waiting area, and then you walk in to some of the best selection in the state. A lot of their products, they grow themselves, local, naturally grown products. Uh, They also buy some in from some of the top growers in the state. So go check them out, Simply Green Pharmacy in Stillwater. Tell them Lockdown Pokes sent you. All right, let's talk a little college basketball coming up tomorrow. Oklahoma State and Iowa State. It's a 3 o'clock game. Uh, I believe that's an ESPNU game. Uh, yes, ESPNU at 3 o'clock tomorrow. Uh, I'll be on the golf course. I'm going to have to watch this on recording. Uh, I, I was not willing to cancel my tea time to stay home and watch Oklahoma State, Iowa State. So uh, I'll catch it on the run back. Oklahoma State, uh, you remember, lost in Ames back in January. On January 21st, Oklahoma State lost 89-82. to That was Oklahoma State's sixth consecutive loss to begin conference play, uh, and, and it just continued to snowball from there. Uh, Oklahoma State is playing better basketball than they were earlier in the season. I I don't want to look at the Kansas game on Monday and and get too down on Oklahoma State basketball. You know, OSU got the big win against OU last Saturday. They played the best team in the country Monday night. Kansas is the best team in the country. Uh, I think they've got a great chance to win it all. That's probably who I'll be penciling all the way through on my bracket. Uh, I think the only way somebody beats them is if Yudoka uh, Azubuki gets into foul trouble, and that's just a total wild card. Uh, I'm not willing to bet on that, so I'll probably have Kansas penciled in all the way. I think this is a special team that they've got with Azubuki and Dotson. But Oklahoma State now I think has a real chance to win its final three games of the season. And if they were to do that, if they were to get to 7-11 and 11 in conference play after starting 0-8, being 1-9 and 9 in conference play, it would be a, a phenomenal end to the season, would likely get them in the NIT. So hopefully Oklahoma State is able to get that done. Now, still a lot of work between Oklahoma State and 7-11 and 11 in conference. You've got to go out and you've got to play well uh, the next couple weeks, the next, uh, what, let's call it eight days, as Oklahoma State has three games left this season. Uh, for Iowa State, you're going to look at Rasir Bolton. Rasir Bolton averaging 14 points per game, shooting at about 35% from three. Uh, Solomon Young averages 10 and four. Iowa State, not a good basketball team. O- Oklahoma State uh, should win this game. Iowa State, let's see, coming in. They're actually coming in on a one-game winning streak. They beat TCU on Tuesday. Uh, you know, another not total bottom dweller in the conference, uh, but TCU is 6-9 in conference play. Iowa State is 5-10 and 10 in conference play. You would have to worry about, uh, for Iowa State, Halliburton. Tyrese Halliburton uh, averaged 15.2 points per game before he was lost to the season due to injury. So uh, we'll not have to worry about Tyrese Halliburton tomorrow, 3 o'clock on ESPNU. Hopefully Oklahoma State gets it done, and hopefully we see an offensive burst from Lindy Waters. Uh, elsewhere in the Big 12, 
12. Uh, we'll just go chronologically here. 11 o'clock tomorrow on ESPN Texas at Texas Tech. Texas Tech currently ranked 22, but that will be going away after they got drubbed by Oklahoma the other night. Uh, OU beat them by 14. Texas Tech lost OU by 14 the other night. Lost Oklahoma State a couple weeks ago, so they're moving the wrong direction, but still a safe tournament team at 9-6 and six in conference play. Kansas and Kansas State at 12.30 on CBS. CBS, Kansas is going to beat the absolute hell out of Kansas State on Saturday at 12.30. That, I don't even know what the line is on that game. I would bet it's 16 or 17, uh, and Kansas is going to cover that. They're, they're going to beat them to pieces. Uh, 1 o'clock, Baylor and TCU on ESPN. Uh, Baylor, look, they lost the game to Kansas last Saturday. Uh, I still think that they're one of the best teams in the country. Scott Drew is doing a phenomenal job. Baylor should win easily. Uh, and then a game that's really interesting You've got 7-8 and eight in conference Oklahoma at 7-8 and eight in conference West Virginia. That's a pretty big game uh, for both teams for seeding in the tournament. Oklahoma coming off the win against Texas Tech, and West Virginia is reeling. Lost to Texas this past Monday, so West Virginia needs to get the ship corrected. That's at 3 o'clock on ESPN2. So a lot of good college basketball tomorrow. Check that out. Hopefully Oklahoma State gets the job done. Uh, that is all for today. That is all for this week. I am back on Monday. Thank you for listening once again to Locked on Post.